0: Hey Sarah. Yeah? Talk wordy to me.
1: Oh! Yeah! Bah,
0: bah, bah. Welcome to our second episode! Today,
1: we are back.
0: Yes, and we have a very special guest with us! Meet Juan Jose oh! Reguero! Woo! Yes, he is <laughs> <Hello>. here. <clears throat>
2: Hello, I am here. Mm-hmm. In fact.
0: So, are you a book lover, Juan?
2: I mean, <laughs> I read mean, sometimes... Okay, what are
0: your favorite genres when you do read?
2: Fantasy, I really like it, and romance.
0: Nice. Mm. Mm, We can relate, we can relate. So, for today's segment with Juanito, we will have him, well, we'll say a few titles of our favorite book, Sarah and I, and he will try and guess the plot line. So, if you don't know the plot line of the titles we mentioned, Play Along at Home. If you do, then you can laugh along with Mm -hmm. us. And we are
1: eating snacks as we go, so Mm -hmm. (laughs) fair warning about the slurps.
0: Yeah. Sarah, would you like to start us off?
1: Mm, Sure. Uh, Let's see. Mm, Let's give him a fairly easy one that I think he might know. Murder on the Orient
2: Express. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this goes about a person, okay, that goes to to a train Mm -hmm. that's called the Orient Express, and then there a murder occurs, Mm -hmm. and the whole book is about the people in the train trying to figure out who the murderer is. Okay. And then I at mean, the end, they do discover who it is. Oh wow! You, well, you could have
1: gotten that. Um, you could have gotten that on a Wikipedia page, mm-hmm. but yeah, that is basically what happens. Oh. Written by the amazing Agatha Christie, featuring her popular character Mr. Poirot. Mm-hmm. This novel is indeed set on the Orient Express, where the murder happens, and it is Poirot's job to figure out who's done it before the train stops. Also made into a movie featuring, I don't know what his name is, featuring a dude. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, no yeah. fe- And Johnny Depp. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp. you
2: forgot his name.
1: No, no, no. The, I couldn't remember oh. the name of the main Actually, actor. Actually, I've seen
0: stuff about it. I think there's a pretty good mm-hmm. cast. Johnny Depp is the guy who dies, which is kind of sad. Oh. he's a good actor. But that th- is he. But that means he's not really in the movie then.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well,
0: that kind but of sucks. But n- they do
1: kind of introduce his character a
0: little bit they okay. the flashbacks. That's good. Okay, I'm going to kick it up a notch. Mm-hmm. This one is Young Adult, and we mentioned it in our last video how much we really loved it, and I think it's <laughs> going to be difficult for you to guess. Um, I'll Give You the Sun by Jandy Nelson. This literally could be...
2: How was the name?
0: I, uh, I'll Give You the Sun.
2: I'll Give You the Sun? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. By Jandy Nelson. It's about, about a
2: dude that pulls you in love with a woman and says, I'll Give You the Sun. Son, as like children.
0: Oh no, <laughs> no, no, not at all.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, try again. Um, this dude falls in love with a woman, and then this woman is like used to having a lot of rich people around her. So it's like, I'll give you the son for you to fall in love with me. Oh,
0: that's actually Yay, that's so, cute. so cute, but wrong.
1: <laughs> that's cute,
0: cute, but wrong. But wrong. <laughs> I will write about that, maybe.
1: Yeah, probably. actually,
0: that's a good prompt.
2: Tumblr, no, I'm, where I'm, you at?
0: <laughs> no, but I. It's actually about. it's It is a love story, but personally, I feel like it's a subplot. The mm. main relationship is Noah and Jude. Jude. No, that's no, no, the no, cruel no. prince. Jude. <laughs> <laughs> no, Noah <laughs> and something with a J. Right? Jay, Joanne. Jamie. No. Hold up. This is going to annoy me. Google oh, time, okay. guys. Google uh, time. Pause yeah. for a quick Google search.
1: We should, we should have a, no. No, a sound
0: effect for Google time. No. <laughs> Almost. That's the sound effect.
2: <laughs> uh, name <laughs> of
0: girl in I'll give you the, the sun.
2: sun. <laughs> 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 no,
0: it is Jude. I knew it. Oh, Jude. I mean, it but is- she goes no. by something else. She Later a
2: nickname,
0: on. Yeah. Jude. What is she, it? I don't
2: know. Wait.
1: Wow. Wait, wait, wait. I keep, I keep this up. I right
0: Jude's nickname. Is, um, and
1: is the guy who falls in love with the the model for the art class in... I'll give you this one or... The, Say it again. The guy who falls in love with the model for so, an too. art class. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's... that's. Yeah.
1: So no, it's not
0: a guy falls in love with a girl, it's a guy falls in love with a guy. Well, oh. both. It's
1: both. Okay. Uh, oh. It's both,
0: but they actually... Mm. Oh, well, they... Okay, so it's a really, really interesting story with a whole bunch of, like... Sorry for going off topic there. This is Miriam while I'm editing. Um, so when Jude gets older and she goes to art school, she actually starts going by CJ, which stands for Calamity Jane because her artwork always seems to break and so she earned the nickname Calamity Jane but she goes by CJ for short. That's what Google search time was for but we didn't actually get to it. Enjoy the rest of the podcast. Little details that web in together somehow and it's so fun at the end of like when you're done reading it you put them all together. It's beautiful and basically
1: literally the one it's all coming together meme exactly exactly
0: um but basically it's about a brother and a sister who were very close as kids but then a whole bunch of a series of events kind of puts a wedge in between them and they start to drift apart and then it focuses on the past the past and the present in both of their perspectives Hmm. Um the present is in Jude's perspective and the past is in Noah's perspective and it's so the character well, development oh is God. just amazing. Unbelievable. This is one of the top 10 character development. Definitely. I've ever seen Definitely. In any Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And it's it's relatable to so many different people. Very beautiful. Okay, your turn.
1: Mm, let's see. Let's see. I kind of want to give him a cliche romance. Okay, another relatively famous, super easy one. The Selection.
2: Mm. Oh, this notice? is this is kind of... Okay, I've heard a bit from your last episode in the podcast. It's about a utopia or dystopia you were saying uh-huh. or something like that. Nice. But, like, it's all about monarchy.
1: So mm. you do listen. What? And two points? Two
2: points? Mm-hmm. Two and two. this girl... It falls in love with someone, and I don't really know what happens in the middle, but I just know that.
0: Oh, okay. So he had he he got a few points for that, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's not him. really part of the plot. It's just kind of like what the book
2: is. Mm. I have one and a half points.
0: So okay, mm-hmm. hold on though. Guess what happens in the book?
2: So, she's in the royalty, you know. Is like she's
1: like a princess,
0: she's or she's a queen or something. She's a princess. Yeah. Okay.
2: Uh, so, she falls in love with someone that's not in the royalty, and she wants to change how the rules are made, so she can be happy with that person.
1: Oh. That's uh, a that's good guess. Good guess. Could could be, but... I, but no. Is <laughs> the story... I, but now.
2: 1.5. 1.5.
1: We'll 5. give it to you. We'll give it to you. So, the story is, there's this girl called America, ironically enough, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. she's called America, and... She is chosen as a part of the selection, which is what happens whenever there's a new prince who's eligible to marry, mm-hmm. and basically a bunch, of, it's like The Bachelor, but mm-hmm. yeah, book-style rich people, same, it's mm-hmm. the same thing, pretty much. So all of these girls go to the castle. Except no
0: roses as well.
1: Yeah, no, you just get kicked out.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So they go to the castle... And they basically have dates with the prince, and they get to hang out with him. They get Eat their great
0: own food. Great food. Mm, the strawberry tart.
1: She said while well, eating fries. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, about bride? what about my fries? What about my fries? And yeah, but he has to choose his bride. And yeah, he doesn't choose. We'll never know. We're not going to spoil it for our listeners.
0: Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't.
2: I mean,
1: maybe he's gay.
0: Maybe. Oh. Honestly. And maybe
2: he's asexual.
0: Maybe. Maybe he's what? Asexual. Maybe he is. Okay, so. We'll do one last one because Juanito has to leave us, yeah. unfortunately. But he will be a reoccurring guest. Don't worry. Uh, so, if, you're, if you don't like him or any of us, click off. Goodbye. We don't need that kind of Good negative. Goodbye. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> 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 Another one. <laughs> Noice. Hello, this is Miriam editing again. I put in the actual meme just so you guys had some context um, as to what we were talking about. Last one. Why is it? Strange? I'm gonna do.
1: Give him a really hard one.
0: He just told me do an <laughs> easy one. <laughs> give him a really hard a one. A really hard one.
2: Because uh, we got a
0: lot of easy ones. All right, fair enough. I'll I'm gonna do. Sun. Um. Job though, yeah. Because you listen to a podcast, this is why I should. You'll
1: be well read, kids, if you listen to this podcast. Okay, wait. I'll
0: do one that we didn't mention in the podcast. Mm. Yes, because I know you listen to. I them.
2: didn't listen to the whole podcast.
0: Okay, whatever. I was
2: looking for my part.
0: Ah, uh, wow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no, yeah. no. But I listened to, to some of it.
0: Okay, wait. Let me part. let me think. Let me think. Hmm. And one that we don't talk about
2: often.
1: Ooh! Shout out to the fact that Juan Jose here is writing a book for his personal project. So. Yeah, we might
0: read and review that. I have one. Yes.
2: She has one.
0: I don't know if you've read it, Sarah. Have you read the Michael Bay series? The
2: what? No, by
1: Richard Paul
0: Evans. It. You
1: did tell me to read I, it.
0: I very briefly touched on it last, last podcast. Yes. Last episode, yes. whatever. Um, but I will say the first book, which I'm pretty sure is called The Prisoner of Cell 25 by Richard Paul Evans. <laughs> oh. Uh- I doubt you're going to get it, but no. try your best. Not that I don't have faith
2: in you, of course, but yeah, it's about a person that's in this apocalyptic world, and he's like in this place where he has to pass a few thingies, like a few um, obstacles. Yeah, obstacles to get to the outside to see if like he's prepared enough to leave in this world. (laughs) 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 Okay. Your face.
0: Not even close. God, almost. (laughs) But it is a good plot line. I will say, what you said is a good plot line. Basically, what it is about is a boy, Michael Vay. He is the protagonist. He is best friends with a guy called Austin, but he spells his name with an O instead of with an (laughs) A, which I think is really hilarious because his parents are basically illiterate living in... Very rural area in the United States, oh. you find out very early on that he has special powers, specifically light like electricity, lightning powers mm-hmm. um, and it's so good and he goes on this long journey, and adventure finds out that there are other people that he needs to be friends that are part of his journey and people that he realizes are enemies and some people who he thought he w- that were th- his enemies but actually are not his enemies. Ooh. It's so good.
1: I have one last one. Okay, go, go. Last, The, the very last one. This man has to go. Okay, the ink heart. The book is called Ink Heart.
0: Ink,
2: ink card. Heart.
1: Ink Heart. Okay. It's one word.
2: Okay, so I'm... This is giving me... Okay. Bye. This is giving me uh, I don't know uh, magical vibes. Wait. So I'm gonna go with everything you write in your body, it's written in your soulmate's body.
1: Oh, that's actually that's, that's actually cool. When I done that red, no,
0: but this is
1: uh, this is actually a lesser known, very very interesting trilogy, the, the Ink art series by I forgot what her name is, but.
2: That's a really good author. I, like, I love her. Mm-hmm. I forgot what
1: her name, forgot name is. What?
2: She wrote she... The
1: Thief Lord as well. Oh, okay. And I The, the Dragon Rider as well. Mm. Yeah, it's her. Yeah. And basically, it's about... Um, what's it called? Okay. It's about this girl who has powers. And one day, she's just sleeping. Her dad is a bookbinder, and they live in this little house. And basically, um, one day,
0: a random stranger shows up at our doorstep and mm-hmm. turns Hello. both of their lives upside down. I love random strangers. Anyways, Juanito has to leave. Say I've goodbye. I've
2: got to go. I've got to go. Bye.
0: Bye. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Of course. Anytime. Hello. Me again for hopefully the last time. I just realized that the audio of... Us explaining what we're about to do in this part of the podcast got somehow deleted, so I'm just going to explain it now. Um, we're going to be writing pastiches, which are basically little paragraphs of us writing from our favorite characters' perspectives.
1: Okay, so we wrote um, this story from Alec's point of view in the sub-series that was for Alec and his significant other in the series called the Eldest Curses from the first book, which is called The Red Scrolls of Magic. Mm-hmm. If you haven't read it, I highly, highly recommend you check it out. Mm-hmm. But Definitely. you might have to read The Mortal Instruments before you can read mm-hmm. The but Red I Scrolls I also, of Magic. It's
0: worth it, but it's so worth it. And the second one we wrote from Mr. Lucian's perspective from, from the <laughs> A Court of Thorns and Roses series by Sarah J. Mass. It does have some spoilers because we wrote from an event that took place in the second book. Yeah, technically so
1: all of, both of them have spoilers.
0: Yeah, so if you haven't read either of those, well, if you've read either, if you've read Red Scrolls of Magic, but you haven't read um, Aquatar, then you can just listen to the first one. But if and you, you know, vice versa, the then... Yeah. Yeah, you get the idea. You can skip out on the ones you haven't read. Exactly.
1: So, Or Sarah? if you don't plan on reading them, you can just go ahead and listen to both. Exactly. We're not complaining. Because it's, it's good
0: pieces of writing. Let's just, well... I it is. It is. Come on, come on. All right. Start us off. Nuh-uh, You, you go. You want me to go first? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me pull it up. Let's go.
1: I'm a little nervous about this one because this is the first time that people are gonna be seeing something that I wrote. So, bear with me if it's a little crappy. How do
0: I zoom in? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Don't reread. Okay. <laughs> Don't read ahead. Don't read ahead. Okay. So this is from Alec Lightwood. So cute. The,
1: so we wrote the date that they have on the Eiffel Tower in Paris, which mm-hmm. is there. Oh, oh,
0: my God. this is so cute. Mm-hmm.
1: I love it. It's the first five pages of the book, so. Oh, I yeah. see a, a typo. typo. It's okay. It doesn't matter.
0: Anyways. Okay, so. <clears throat> the air was brisk. The smell of orchids in the vase and Magnus's familiar dogwood makes Alec, Light- Alec Lightwood's head swim. Him and Magnus have been dating for a while now, yet he still gets butterflies every now and then. He, a- he looks absolutely magnificent tonight, Alex thinks, as he admires his boyfriend, clad in a cream-colored suit which complements his tan Indonesian-made skin. His bright green eyes are set ablaze, peppered with flakes of orange. And of course, his signature dark black hair, which is free of glitter tonight, but a shimmering layer of gold dusts Magnus's eyelids. He leaned forward, elbows braced on the tabletop. Magnus clicks his tongue. Alexander, strong and able, get your elbows off the table. Sorry, I was just admiring how gorgeous you look tonight, Alec replied honestly. Two rosy spots bloomed on Magnus' cheeks. Alec almost fainted at the sight of it. Why, thank you, Alexander. Magnus responded, flashing his white-toothed smile. You're looking quite lovely yourself. Knowing Magnus as well as he did, he anticipated the comment that was to follow the... The comment that was to follow the compliment, as it usually did. However, could I interest you in some of my gold <laughs> eyeshadow? It's actually made from, the, from condensed, dehydrated, fey baby tears. All natural, of course. Anyways, I think it would pair quite nicely with your eyes. And of course, anything goes with black. Alex huffed a laugh through his nose. <laughs> no, thanks, baby, I'm okay. Just like I was an hour ago. Suit yourself, dearest, but don't be hesitant to ask. Magnus settled back into his seat, and Alex shook his head, grinning. You're so cute, you know that? Alec asked, genuinely wondering if the warlock knew. Sure, he's confident and powerful, but did Magnus realize how, although he was immortal and God knows how, o- how many years old, he still had this adorable boyish charm? Alec felt Magnus needed to know, or at least to be reminded. Magnus's cheeks reddened. To us, Magnus raises his glass of sparkling champagne. Alex raised his glass. To us, he echoes. Oh my God. Oh my God. That took every
1: inch of self-control in my body to not squeal out loud when you were reading that. I can see it happening. I can see it happening. For all of y'all who can see us right now, which is... All, all of y'all.
2: <laughs>
0: but
1: I was having a full-on meltdown on the sidelines here while Miriam was reading It's even harder when you're reading it. Oh okay, okay, okay. Okay, mine is a lot more open-ended than yours. Is. <laughs> and I also did not introduce any of anything. <laughs> Go for it. Okay. I can, I can. not Okay, give me a second. <laughs> hmm. <clears throat> so again, this is the same thing that Miriam wrote, but this is how I chose to write it. You okay, love? From the beginning? From <laughs> the beginning. <laughs> wow. Alec gazed out over the glimmering expanse of Paris, flipping his pen between his fingers. You okay, love, Magnus asked, tangling their legs together underneath the table. Alex startled, smiling brightly when he looked at Magnus' concerned expression. It had been a while since they started dating, and Alex still had a hard time believing his luck. How someone as bright <laughs> and charismatic as Magnus could ever love him, he'd never know, but damn, was he going to enjoy it while it lasted. The familiar flicker of doubt and insecurity invaded his thoughts, and Alex shoved it away, choosing instead to press a soft kiss to Magnus's knuckles. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. When I'm with you, always. Magnus laughed, tipping his head back to the stars, pressing his heel against Alex's cuff. Alex grinned. Re, wait. Yeah, Alec grinned, returning to the letter he was writing. He read over what he had written, signing off to Isabel with a quick "Wish you were here." Magnus frowned, looking at the postcard over their wine glasses. He thought about it for a second and grabbed it from Alex, summoning a pen from thin air before making the smallest adjustment to what his boyfriend had written. Underneath Alex, wish you were here, Magnus wrote with an elegant, loopy script. Except, not, not really. really. <laughs> Alec watched as he wrote, laughing when Magnus held up the postcard proudly. God, he was in love with this man. Mm.
0: Me too. <laughs> Same. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Introduce uh, the next one. Okay. Oh my God, I'm so hyped about this one. So, <laughs> okay, so all things Akatar related, I will just immediately freak out. You must know this about me. (laughs) So, the second one that we chose to do is from Lucien's perspective, who is like a very side-side character, but Mm -hmm. this is from the second book. Still important. Still important, we love him. We love him. Uh, From A Court of Mist and Fury, this is when, uh, spoiler, all of these are spoilers, This is when Tamlin locks Farrah Farrah up in their house. Mm -hmm. And it's devastating to read. In, mm-hmm. From her point of view mm-hmm. And we chose to write it How Lucien sees it
0: Yeah So ahem. This is Miriam's Yes I'm waiting outside the mansion for Tamlin When I hear screaming Them screaming again At this point they fight like 20 <laughs> times a day I lost count after breakfast <laughs> I, <laughs> Oh my god I hear, Sassy t- mm-hmm. I hear Tamlin's growl when I've heard a lot these days But it's getting more often now That I hear Feyre snarl back she broke under the mountain. Literally broke when Amarantha snapped her neck. I remember that day like it was yesterday. I hear the snap every night in my nightmares. This part is the all caps for some reason. I didn't mean to. I don't think anyone in Prithian sleeps at night. Not since Amarantha. Although dead, still terrorizes us. No! I hear Tamlin bark and I wince. His buff-built body... So- Whoa, alliteration. The name <laughs> that I sounds like he has a crush on Tamlin. His no, but, like, he, he is quite buff. in fact. Anyway, suddenly oh, appears in the door. Maybe the he anxious. does. Uh, suddenly appears in the doorway. Let's go, he says with scary calmness. You sure? What? I start, but I'm cut off by Feyre's stomping, those damn heels clacking with every step. She looks ridiculous in all those frilly dresses Yantha dresses her in. Huh? Like she always does, that joke of a priestess hogs Farah all day and basically spoon-feeds her. I never get to see Feyre anymore. I hear her shouting at Tamlin at 2 a.m. though. <laughs> what did you do? I asked Tamlin in a tone a little braver than I'd usually use with him. <laughs> Mind your own business. You want to join her? He looks at me incredulously like he didn't expect me to talk back. I don't. I pull the reins on my mare and hop off in front of the and hop off in front of the doorway. I force myself to look up at Farah pounding on an invisible wall, and I know exactly what Tamlin did. He locked her up. Farah, I say, catching her attention. I'm standing in front of her, but the pure panic in her eyes makes me think she's not seeing much of anything right now. It's no use, I say, giving her an apologetic look. You can't get out. Asshole. I try my best to choose my words carefully, tiptoeing around that line that follows me everywhere I go nowadays. She doesn't say anything, but her head whips to me. She looks confused and alarmed. He made it so people can go in and out. I stay still, walking that fine tightrope, but you can't. What? She breathes out, Lucian, let's go! Oh my Tamlin doesn't even look back as he starts to ride away from the mansion. I give her one last look as if to say, I'm sorry I can't help you. I, I'm sorry I can't help you more. She returns one as if to say, you can't or you won't. The look in her eyes, the spark of hatred makes me halt. But the loyalty I swore to my high lord, the debt I owe him makes me, why is that capital? <laughs> makes me keep walking. I force... Her wide eyes, once filled with passion and curiosity, now filled with, well, nothing, out of my head. I grip the reins until my knuckles are white, completely devoid of blood, and ride in Tamlin's wake. Oh, my God. So, he wants to help her because he really cares about her. But then he doesn't. But he, (laughs) he thinks that he, either he's too scared or he truly has this sense of loyalty that is literally like built into his mm. body I don't and think he's so. like but no I also I feel like that's the point
1: where he saw the cracks in Tamlin's perfect guy armor you know True that's when he starts noticing that
0: huh oh, he's not as good of a guy as he thought and that's, that's true. why he can And be I think yeah and also that. I feel like Lucian feels he is forever in tamlin's debt because he saved him from his horrible family true and also i feel like it's just that they've been friends for mm-hmm. so long that
1: he's not ready to believe that he's actually
0: not who he thought he yeah. was yeah yeah <laughs> i get that that's so sad. i'm like, oh no. but God, i'm glad he didn't say anything because favor might not have ended up at the night court <laughs>
1: <laughs> i would have <sighs> met I, no, 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 no. I would not have met hmm. my husband otherwise
0: yeah okay anyways your turn Okay, mine is
1: considerably shorter than Miriam's, because mine is like 300 words, but let's go. I completely forgot they were writing, but like, <laughs> I wrote Whatever. it like he, like Lucien walks into the room. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> I, I need a second to like <laughs> yell before I start reading this, but <sighs> can not wait. The first thing Lucien remembered w- hearing was a loud crash. Tamlin storming out of the room immediately after. All it took was one look at the fiery rage in his eyes, and Lucien went after him, trying to figure out what went wrong. It took him five more minutes to remember who else had gone into that room with him. She hadn't come back out. (gasps) Lucien knew Tamlin could see when he pieced it together, letting him run out of the room without so much as a glare. If looks could kill, Tamlin would have been dead ten times over. Lucien tore through the hall, throwing open the doors with a bang. It was carnage. The room looked less like something you could find in a High Lord's estate and more like a battlefield. Shards of glass, wood, and paint across every inch of the floor. And in the middle of it all was fair. Fairer, fairer, my God. <laughs> her pink dress had spots of red all over it, the mm-hmm. material material in tatters. The once beautiful dress reduced to little more than rags. Lucien glanced over at her, his boot crunching on the debris as he took a step. Her face was gaunt, hollow, haunted. Mm-hmm. Her eyes glazed over with primal fear. Long gashes on her face and arm dripped arms dripped blood onto the wrecked carpet. She looked at him before her eyes went to the window and she ran to it, slamming her hand against a wall of solid air. Mm. Lucian cauti- cautiously took a step towards her, raising his hands in surrender. Her breath was coming in, in ragged pants edged with dry, heaving sobs. She didn't seem to notice the pieces on the floor stabbing into the soles of her feet as she ran to each window, each one yielding the same result. Mm. What had Tamlin done?
0: Yes! <laughs> so good! Oh my goodness!
1: Gracious!
0: My, oh my God.
1: Oh my, oh my. <laughs> Ugh, I hate this scene so much, but I love it What a it so tool. Much. What a tool, man. What a tool! God.
0: Hello, me again for the fourth time. I'm sorry for interrupting once again, but I'm sorry for not putting a disclaimer for headphone users because Sarah and I are screaming pretty loud. And on that note, please don't think we're insane because we're just fangirls screaming about things that we just we love so much. So please don't click off. Hope you enjoy. Sorry for the screaming once again. You'll be hearing a lot more of it, but please stay. Enjoy. Thank you. Thank Anyways, you that was our
1: podcast. And episode. if you do enjoy listening to us, Please It'd be send a mail yeah. to Domino's and McDonald's mm-hmm. to sponsor us. Mm-hmm. It'd mean a lot.
0: It would. But if you
1: can't do that, just show up next week. Show up next That's week. All. That's Drop all. us a like and a follow. Come have fun with us. Mm-hmm. Spread the news. Yeah. And come talk wordy with us. Mm-hmm. Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs>